Words matter. They can heal, and they can kill. Yet, they have a limit. When I was in eighth grade, my teacher gave me a vocabulary sheet with the word genocide. I hated it. The word genocide is clinical, overgeneral, bloodless. Dehumanizing. No word can describe what this does to a nation. You need to know, in this kind of war, husbands kill wives, wives kill husbands, neighbors and friends. Kill each other. Someone in power says, "Those over there, they don't belong. They're not human, and people believe it." I don't want words to describe this kind of behavior. I want word to stop it. But where are the words to stop this? And how do we find the words? But I believe, truly, we have to keep trying. I was born in Kigali, Rwanda. I felt loved. By my entire family, and my neighbors, I was constantly being teased by everybody, especially my two older siblings. When I lost my front tooth, my brother looked at me and said, "Oh, it has happened to you too. It will never grow back." I enjoy playing everywhere, especially my mother's garden and my neighbors. I loved my kindergarten. We sang songs. We played everywhere and ate lunch. I had a childhood that I would wish for anyone. But when I was six. The adult in my family began to speak in whispers and shushed me any time I asked question. One night, my mom and dad came. They had this strange look when they woke us. They sent my older sister Claire and I to our grandparents, hoping whatever was happening would blow away. Soon, we had to escape from there too. We hid, we crawled, we sometimes ran. Sometimes, I heard laughter, 
and then screaming and crying, and then noise that I had never heard. You see, I did not know what those noise were. They were neither human, and also at the same time they were human. I saw people who were not breathing. I thought they were asleep. I still didn't understand what death was, or what killing in itself. When you stop to rest for a little bit or search for food, I will close my eyes, hoping when I open them, I'll be awake. I had no idea which direction was home. Days were for hiding, and night for walking. You go from a person who's away from home to a person with no home. The place that is supposed to want you has pushed you out, and. No one takes you in. You are unwanted by anyone. You are a refugee. From age six to twelve, I lived in seven different countries, moving from one refugee camp to another, hoping will be wanted. My older sister Claire, she became a young mother and a master at getting things done. When I was 12, I came to America with Claire and her family on refugee status, and that's only the beginning. Because even though I was 12 years old. Sometimes I felt like three years old, and sometimes 50 years old. My past receded, grew jumbled, distorted. Everything was too much, and nothing. Time seemed like pages torn out of a book and scattered everywhere. This still happens to me. Standing right here, after I got to America, Claire and I did not talk about our past. In 2006, after 12 years being separated away from our family, and then seven years knowing that they were dead and them thinking that we were dead. We reunited in the most dramatic American way possible, live on the television, <laughs> on the Oprah show. <laughs> I told you. I told you. 
But after this show, as I spend time with my mom and dad and my little sister and my two new siblings that I never met, I felt anger. I felt every deep pain in me. And I know that there is absolutely nothing, nothing that could restore the time we lost with each other and the relationship we could have had. Soon, my parents moved to the United States, but like Claire, they don't talk about our past. They live in an ever-ending present, not asking too many questions, not allowing themselves to feel, moving in small steps. None of us, of course, can make sense of what happened to us. Though my family is alive, yes, we were broken, and yes, we are numb, and we're silenced by our own experience. It's not just. My family, Rwanda. It's not the only country where people have turned on each other and murdered each other. The entire human race, in many ways, it's like my family. Not dead, yes, broken. Numb and silenced by the violence of the world that has taken over. You see, the chaos of the violence continue inside, in the words we use and the stories we create every single day. But also, on the labels that we impose on ourselves. And each other. Once we call someone other, less than, one of them, or better than, believe me. Under the right condition, it's a short path to more destruction. More chaos and more noise that we will not understand. Words will never be enough to quantify and qualify the many magnitude of a human-caused destruction. In order for us. To stop the violence that goes on in the world, I hope—at least I beg you—to pause. Let's ask ourselves: Who are we 
without words? Who are we without labels? Who are we in our breath? Who are we in our heart beat? <laughs> 